Thanks to the double whammy of rising e-commerce demand and pandemic-related shutdowns, the retail sector is facing a massive amount of vacant or underutilized space. The U.S. alone has more than 1.1 million square feet of excess retail, according to information provider CoStar. So what to do with all this unwanted space? In this edition of Spotlight, we'll examine the pros and cons for three types of alternative uses for retail. I'm Evelyn Lee with PERE. Most industry professionals will agree the retail sector as a whole is challenged, but they have differing views on how excess retail space should be repurposed. Hi, my name is Anuj Mittal. I am responsible for real estate investing in Europe for Angela Gordon. Angela Gordon is a U.S.-based alternative asset manager. Although the firm evaluates all potential uses for a retail conversion project, it has recently been more successful with office. And there are a couple of reasons for that. I would divide the reasons into two categories. The first is the path to getting the change of use. So kind of the legal process you need to turn retail into office. And the second category would be the financial viability of the different asset classes. In many countries in Europe, changing retail to office is not a major challenge because the zoning is often general commercial, which allows for both retail and office. Then there's financial viability which Matal breaks down into four factors. Net area, or how much of the retail is usable for office, capital expenditures, rents, and cap rates. The first in terms of net area, one thing that's nice about office is that you can take what are often very large floor plates in retail, not a lot of windows, and you can cut in the windows and you can cut in some light wells, but otherwise you can pretty much use the floor plate that the retail already had, as opposed to let's take residential where I think it's more challenging. There's you know a lot more corridors that need to be cut in, a lot more natural light that needs to be cut in, and, you know, and that can take away a lot of the net area. Because less work needs to be done in a retail to office conversion than retail to residential, the capex is generally lower. But the most compelling factors for an office reuse, Mittal says, are rents and cap rates. Depending on the market, you'll see that retail is often renting at 20 to 30% below what the comparable office building or office floor would rent for. And this is particularly true when you have multi-story retail and urban retail. So what we have been focusing on are those four or five-story urban retail projects, mostly on the continent, where floors three, four, five are just not viable as retail any longer. And in a typical example, you'll have a retailer who at the most will pay you, call it 15 to 20 euros a meter a month for that floor, if you can get them, compared to a office user who might pay you 25 to 30 euros a meter a month. You know, so you're getting a premium at the rent level. Meanwhile, cap rates for office are generally 200 basis points above those for retail, according to Mattal. But what do other managers think about office as an alternative use? Joanna Turner, head of property research at Canada Life Asset Management, says the sector's vulnerability to economic downturns can be a concern. I'm still a strong advocate of offices, but I believe that offices, they're kind of more cyclical and they have performed in a more cyclical manner than urban logistics, which has remained, you know, resilient, as I said, throughout the pandemic. So with offices, you know, it's it's taken this sort of short term hit, but we expect offices to recover, you know, from the back end of this year onwards. But once again, you know, the office market recovery is going to vary by location, etc. Earlier, Matal expressed his reservations about retail to residential conversions. 
Others, however, are more positive about residential as an alternative use. Residential is the use that usually is the most feasible. That's Manuel Martin, Global Head of Retail and Naveen Real Estate. He considers residential to be the most feasible alternative use because of three factors. First is that residential can exist in much greater density. It can go vertical, whilst retail is a single story. Then there is also significant residential demand in many of the markets we are assessing, especially in the Sun Belt in the US. And finally, local authorities are realizing that retail tenant population is shrinking, and this is facilitating landlords to rezone their sites into alternative non-retail uses. More on that density point. Retail is probably the most uh, parking intensive use. I think we have a ratio of four or five spaces per thousand square feet in our portfolio. And residential is less parking intensive than retail, and therefore the replacement of retail with residential reduces the overall parking requirement and allows for more income-producing density on a site. A third alternative use for retail is urban logistics, which Turner supports for three reasons. One is the sector's resilience during COVID, while another is its strong rental growth. So this strong occupier demand and the limited supply is really pushing up the rents on urban units to new highs and it's outperforming rents on typical logistics units. So between 2015 and 2020, rental growth on urban logistics units was approximately 4.4% a year on average in the key 30 European cities compared to 2.4% for standard logistics units. So we're also seeing that really, really strong rental growth coming through, which I believe is going to continue. Turner acknowledges that rents for logistics are generally much lower than for office or retail, but the lower rents are offset by the sector's outperformance. As an investment manager, we're really looking at the overall total returns on the investment and, you know, and what are the performance drivers behind that. So last year, UK logistics returns were around 10%, which is incredible, you know, during the pandemic compared to minus 1.6% on offices and, you know, a really low sort of minus 14.2% on retail. So the drivers of that were strong capital value growth, which has really been driven by this positive rental growth and, you know, and continued yield compression. So that's expected to continue to drive the performance going forward. The third reason Turner favours logistics as an alternative use is the longer leases. So for this type of asset, you would be looking at leases on average about 13 years, and that compares to sort of 10 years on offices and about six on average for retail. So, you know, we need to match our assets with our long-term liabilities. And so the, the rental income on these long leases kind of fills that requirement, leads to these sort of long lease stable income streams. So I'd say all those factors combined, really, they're the sort of things we're looking at and not just, you know, the pure rent per square foot or square meter. Turner, however, points out that not all retail assets in cities are appropriate for conversion to urban logistics. She says retail parks located on the edge of town and city centers are most well suited for this use. So retail parks, another thing is they can be more easily repurposed. They're kind of similar in specification and location requirements to these urban logistics hubs. And also, you know, because of the space and the location, there's more space they can offer what is really, really important to these logistics operators, which is cross-docking facilities because of their layouts. 
So how long will the retail repurposing opportunity last for different uses? I think the repurposing opportunity to urban logistics, it, it will continue in the medium to long term because it's actually responding to a long-term structural shift in, you know, in demand for online shopping, etc., and last mile in particular. So the, you know, the continued expected growth of that e-commerce, driven by consumer demand for, you know, the faster deliveries, the occupier demand for the greater supply chain efficiency, I think it's here to stay. Martin Miwal has a more measured outlook for residential. We expect the opportunities to persist for the next several years, but they will differ greatly by market. So far, we have seen significant new residential supply in many of the immigration cities in the U.S. And so far, absorption has kept pace with supply. But once there is a meaningful imbalance in the supply demand for rental housing, these conversion opportunities will become less feasible. Additionally, the first competition in the multifamily sector has driven up values significantly. This value appreciation has caused residential to be an attractive alternative use, but any downward pressure in values will impact feasibility as well. As for Matal, he's optimistic about the overall opportunity of retail for adaptive reuse. Whether it turns into office or, or something else, I think that opportunity set is just starting. If you want to learn more about repurposing retail, be sure to check out our deep dive. Repurposing retail? It's complicated. In the May issue of PERE. That's all for today. If you want to hear more episodes of Spotlight, you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts or at PEI's various titles online. For PRE, I'm Evelyn Lee. Thanks for listening.